0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of Differential Diagnosis, a House MD podcast. It's not official yet, but it will be. As always, my name's Harvey, one of your Differential Diagnosticians. And differentially diagnosing the episode Sex Kills with me is the second Differential Diagnostician, Gaz. Hi, uh, pleasure to be back on the airwaves after a prolonged absence Oh, sir. well. Actually, the uh, the two episodes we should have released before this will have already come out late. So it'll be funny because now <laughs> <laughs> I, I I forget the promises that we make in each episode, saying yeah we would definitely be more consistent now. So two two episodes back, there'll have been a gap of about six months. Us saying yeah we're going to be more regular, and then two episodes later, you're going to apologise about being away for ages. <laughs> well, so it uh.
1: it's it's the magic of um podcasting you you don't really understand how time works when you're releasing them uh and (laughs) i would say we should no longer promise anything and i think by not promising anything we will achieve
0: everything i think so it'll make us look very unapologetic but it will make (laughs) us sound less incompetent which i think is more important in the grand scheme of things
1: Yeah, I guess so. Who needs to apologize these days?
0: Absolutely. Well, um, Gaz, what do you want to do? We could go down the usual podcast route of we could think that people are listening for us and spend 25 minutes bantering and talking about our lives. Or we could accept that people don't care about us and talk about some House MD. What do you fancy? Well, you know,
1: my life is just a husk. There is actually nothing in it apart from House MD, so... (laughs) Uh, while this has been on the hiatus that probably never was, if you're listening to this in sequence, um, I've done nothing. I've just been sitting in a chair waiting for Harvey to (laughs) say the magic words and bring me (laughs) to life again, like some sort of Pinocchio doll. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah, um. My life is nothing but house, so there is nothing else I can do. So let's get on with it.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, well, I think um, we, we have had a nice few messages from people who have started listening during the lockdowns no. and said that it's kept them going um, because I assume they were quite bored during them. So that's good. I'm glad that people are enjoying it at least. Hmm. But uh, I, I, but uh, you know, I'm sure that if we weren't around, you'd have listened to something else. <laughs> so don't worry; it's not stroking my ego too much. We're, but um, well, we're... <laughs> we're we're pretty much the white noise equivalent or brown
1: noise uh, equivalent of podcast in podcasting. Um, you know those you know those YouTube videos that are supposed to increase your focus, and are just like yeah. basically like really terrible, overwhelming noise um uh we're that in podcast yeah, i think I... we have our own niche so i hope we have been keeping people going allowing them to concentrate more become
0: more con- cognitively engaged i have no doubt that people fall asleep to this <laughs> or just listen to this while just doing dishes or something but anyway <laughs> well guys we're, we're talking about sex kills um probably one of those episodes that people might not remember but uh still a surprisingly like good concept it was one of those episodes, when, you know, when we were, run, we always run through which episode we're going to be talking about, and it's always interesting that, you know, based on title alone, we have no idea, and then um, and then we get to it, and it's sort of like, you know, it's like childhood memories coming back. It's like, oh, actually, that was a really cool episode, and having now seen it a few times in preparation for this, it is, um, yes, I, I think a very solid House MD episode, and we're going to talk about why, but unless Gaz disagrees with me, I just think it does it, it, it it's just you know, it's one of the ones to rewatch. I think
1: it's pretty. It's good. I think what it aims for is higher than what it achieves. I think it tries to do this kind of. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it, but you know, imagine you have to kind of cure a. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna have to spoil it. What if we have to cure the disease of a dead person or you know, brain dead person? Uh, in order to allow another person to live whose disease we've already figured out <laughs> by nearly killing them. Uh, and <laughs> um it's a clever little trick Um and it, it kind of works, but I don't know. I just, I came, especially at the end, uh, I just found myself kind of going, why is why is this man's daughter (laughs) telling him to put a condom on when he has sex with his ex-wife i just can't get beyond that if if my daughter's told me that i'd be like what the hell are you talking about it's none of your damn business no i
0: i I think as always it's it's got it's got some fairly like it's got some okay patients. they're fine but um I I I feel like you know I my favorite House MD episodes are not the ones where it's just you know just you know normal stuff. They're just it's like the disease is crazy. I do like the ones where they try and mix it up and they go like oh you know what if we cured the disease of a dead person or you know what if we uh <laughs> what if we um, did a differential diagnosis on an airplane. I'm I'm quite a big fan of those ones. Yeah, I think they go too far as they go. <laughs> <laughs> I I I genuinely I was about to make. A joke that they might cure someone in space but i actually can't remember if that happens or not i feel like it doesn't i know antarctica comes up at one point but (laughs) i I, i'm gonna wait to see more episodes because i think they might go into space i don't know i don't know how how (laughs) like moonraker for james bond where he went into space (laughs) and just like well, I not. I don't think House went into space, but I'm not sure if there's somebody who like gets ill on the International Space Station. I could totally oh. imagine that happening if it went on to season eleven, but yeah. we'll
1: see. I would love that. I would love that.
0: All that they have to
1: send House to space. He's like, from a health perspective, he's completely unfit for space. Like he'd die. The G forces would kill him. Plus, he'd start relapsing in space, which I'm sure is not like, a good idea. He'd have a relapse or go cold
0: turkey because he's not bringing any pills up. I tell you what. <laughs> well, um, in that case, well, we'll we'll head to the old uh, the old the old wiki fandom, the house yep. wiki fandom, our uh, treasure trove of of house MD information. Do you want to give us the synopsis of Sex Kills? My so we word! Can get started?
1: My word! You're really pushing me through. You want to really. Get rid of all the guff that I want to say or uh, eliminate any sort of like padding. You're like, come on, then let's get the fandom out of the way, let's get the episode out of the way. No, no class, this man, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> okay, um, so as always, um, the uh, <laughs> our synopses are powered powered yeah. by house.fandom.com and the brilliant, um illustrious, interesting, obsessive uh, contributors that uh, add to it. I have no stake in this, by the way. Um, So here we go. Sex Kills is a season two episode of House, which first aired on March 7th, 2006. House quickly diagnoses a life-threatening illness, but it won't do the patient much good unless he can figure out what was causing an illness in an accident victim whose heart the living patient needs for a transplant meanwhile house suspects wilson of cheating on his wife Ooh. we finally get the uh, wilson subplot that's been teased
0: for a very long time yeah almost since the first episode i think yeah that's true uh, actually in order uh, just to say something more on house uh, fandom wiki I was on it yesterday looking at the plot synopsis of this, and it is fascinating seeing that people are still updating pages. Really? <laughs> Even like, well, yeah, like you go on and it's like, you know, a few hours ago somebody updated Lisa Edelstein, and it's like what could possibly, what new information is coming out about Lisa <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be updated? Needs. It's fantastic. It's a thriving community. Well, we'll, um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get onto it and we'll, this will probably be a quick one. I always say that, and then it goes on for ages. <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll we'll have a chat about Sex Kills season two, episode fourteen. Let's dive into it. So it opens with a um, with uh, a group playing bridge. Weirdly, it's two groups in the same house. And they seem to be talking, even though they're playing different games. It's a bit strange. But um, it starts off with an old man and his daughter and presumably the old man's friends, as they're all quite old. Yeah. And they're all playing bridge. And they're talking about how he's recently obviously divorced his wife because she had an affair. And they're also commenting on how his daughter is hanging out with a bunch of old people instead of people her own age. And then instantly it does a red herring, makes the daughter seem like she's going to be ill, gets that out of the way. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then has the old man be ill. But, Gaz, do you find it weird that they kind of, like, I wonder if this episode just has too much going on, but they kind of, like, hint at the daughter hanging out with old people. as kind of a point of interest because you know they say oh you know you should be out having fun and she says i am having fun and then somebody says yeah you look like it and (laughs) i know it almost to me vicious (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it's really vicious but at the same time it, it kind of feels like and this i guess this is the problem with the episode and maybe how you felt kind of you know the patients were uninteresting it feels like this is kind of prime sort of you know, a prime time to explore patient characters. Like, you have a pretty interesting setup where, you know, this girl's only hanging out with, like, 70-year-olds. Mm. That's a relatively unique thing, and everyone's commenting on how she seems bored, but it does feel that for the rest of the episode, she just sort of cries, <laughs> and the old man just kind of sits in his bed, dying of heart failure.
1: <laughs> oh, but that's not true. Uh, I mean, she does guilt trip that other... the. The husband of the uh, the accident victim into donating her heart, her diseased heart, for the transplant. Um, the other thing that's interesting is uh, she then just says at the end of the episode, Next time, remember to use a condom, Dad. And it's like, what the hell? I'm pers- <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that stuck with me from this whole thing, was just how <laughs> oh, she just thinks she can just go in and just shame him.
0: <laughs> I guess if we um, I guess if we talk about like the medicine because it is very intertwined. This it's like it's very much a high concept episode that most of its interest comes from the kind of the the conceptual sort of the the concept of the of the medical diagnosis, yeah, rather than any particularly like interesting character moments or development of course it does have that that wilson affair story which um it is but it's fairly quick to go through but we'll um but yeah guys do you want to sort of round up the general story and, and throw in any like where you think the interesting character bits are uh, well the oasis of the desert that you think <laughs>
1: <laughs> well okay i mean let's start with first things first They think he's got STD and then he hasn't got... Okay, that's... Sorry. Let me start again. First things first, this guy comes in um, and he's basically... They think he's either got cancer or he's got a sexually transmitted disease. They find out that actually he has this really bad um, uh, infection, which is caused by having antacids and eating unpasteurized sheep cheese. Um, The stomach acid that had been reduced by the antacid would have like killed the bacteria. But in this case, it actually multiplied, attacked his heart, brains, and testicles. Um, and then he's given, um, uh, antibiotics. Basically from there, uh, it's too late. He has a heart attack. He's going to basically die because half of his like heart muscles dead. And so they need a heart transplant. And, basically then from there you have the board of direct he has to go to the board of directors to get uh permission to do the transplant it gets denied and then house like cracks onto like a harebrained scheme to find someone sick sick enough and unviable enough but really is viable enough um to donate
0: their heart basically um do you want me to go on I mean, it's, uh... keep keep going. I thought that was that was a great roundup. Uh, so he, has based... to find, he has to find a fat person, basically, who can't donate, but <laughs> they can legally give the heart to the old man because he's too old to get a a normal transplant.
1: But the other th- the thing is, it's mainly that um, they need to find a non viable candidate, but one that they can cure. That's the twist. Mm. And house is such a good diagnostician and uh, a doctor that he thinks. That if he keeps this patient on life support, he can cure them, make the heart viable, transplant it, after basically blackmailing the um, <laughs> the person who's probably responsible for the kind of affairs of this person. Um, and then, hey, Presto, you've done it. But um, it's not as simple as that. Um, the, the guy who's husband of the person who died in an accident um, is hesitant. Also, she might have had Hep C, but she ends up being found out to have had gonorrhea. They think that she's had an affair. They find these photos of, like, teenagers in her drawer because she's a teacher, which is even more weird. That just gets swept under the rug for some reason. Um <laughs> And, uh yeah, they basically find out that it's gonorrhea, treat it, but it's too late. Uh, the guy's basically going into cardiac arrest. He's going to die. So basically, they have to transplant the heart of this gonorrhea-infected heart into the um, old man and then uh, treat him for gonorrhea. And then there's a funny bit at the end, like, ha-ha, it looks like you have got gonorrhea. You better keep your... Put a condom... And the daughter says, you got to keep a condom on, on that penis of yours when you're porking my mom slash your ex-wife it's like (laughs) how funny um so that's really the end of it it's like a A wonderful roundup guys thank you (laughs) i really there are other things that are going on but like the overarching theme is sex is everywhere even in the places you least expect
0: yeah i feel like this is I think like when it comes to wanting easy character drama between patients, House MD, the show and the writers of it usually go for STDs and affairs (laughs) because it's sort of it's like it seems to be like the simplest way that you can sort of destroy your life. (laughs) And um, and obviously, unlike most other lies, you know, getting an STD during an affair is a pretty easy way to be caught out. Mm. And, espe- and especially if you're in a hospital where people are testing you for infections, it's sort of, I do find it funny that even, I, I, I don't know the exact number, but during like the first two seasons of House, the number of times it's been, there's been an episode about, oh, this person's healthy, but they may have had an affair. They've got an STD, which is getting in the way. Who had the affair? And so it kind of, um. There, but there's a lot of, there is a lot of sex in this episode. There's... The story that with the um with the original old man and his daughter, uh, they didn't have sex. Their father and daughter. Thanks but for the, clarifying uh, that exactly. <laughs> um, but the father um originally had sex with who is currently his ex wife, because uh she had an affair and they broke up, and the father is keeping it a secret from his daughter. Because, um, the daughter hates the wife for having an affair, so he doesn't want to make it seem like he's getting back with her mother. Mm. And then obviously, they assume it's an STD, but then it turns out to that, you know, that he actually just ate some bad cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because of his acid reflux, as you said, the uh, the bacteria in the cheese wasn't destroyed, so it ended up infecting his brain and his heart. And then, on the other hand, you have this other sex story where this woman has been involved in a car accident. And she's got hep C, but what's really also causing the problem is gonorrhea, which may or may not have caused her car accident and caused her to pass out because she was feverish and very ill. And so then there's this whole thing of, you know, oh, this woman's got gonorrhea. You know, did the husband give it to her? Did she did she have it? And that's once again this kind of story of guilt of, you know, do we tell this man that his wife may have potentially had an affair? And then, of course, you have the Wilson is having an affair story so it's um it, it's uh it's a it's a it's a staple of of house md to focus on affairs they do seem to love it <laughs> and they do seem to like sex as a dramatic catalyst and this is pretty much like the apex of that there's three storylines which just sort of briefly involve sex as the dramatic um, catalyst and then there's a fourth story as well which is the clinic story where a uh, young man wants to be basically put on, like basically wants to be chemically castrated because he's claiming that he uh, wants to fuck cows and that he finds cows attractive. Um, House, through just knowing the symptoms of that kind of um, condition, knows that the kid basically is doing a bad impression of it. He's, uh, He's come in and he's... Uh, I forget the way he's talking about it. I think that he's talking lovingly about the cow and making it romantic, whereas Mm -hmm. House identifies that people who actually have that condition kind of rationalize it and think it's ridiculous, but they still want to have sex with cows, so it's not really seen as a romantic thing to them. And then it turns out that actually the guy wants to have sex with his stepmother, and so he basically (laughs) wants to be put on uh, drugs that will chemically castrate him so that he doesn't want to have sex with his stepmother during the summer that he's home from college, which um, is a bit of a bizarre clinic story, to be honest. If We focus mm. on that very quickly. I feel like I would probably be more comfortable going to a doctor and saying, oh, I wanna have sex with my stepmother and it's making me like, you know, unable to concentrate rather than I wanna have sex with a cow. That seems like a, a, a strange, um, you know, it doesn't seem like the lie <laughs> sort of is less embarrassing than the truth. <laughs> Which is usually why people lie. (laughs) So that's it's. It it is a very funny clinic story, but it is like just completely bizarre. (laughs) It's it's obviously been written to just be entertaining, but it is like complete nonsense when you think about it for like more than a few seconds. uh, uh, Outside of just the guy (laughs) being really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm. um, I don't know which one do you think is more embarrassing wanting to have sex with a stepmother who was attractive woman or wanting to have sex with a cow
1: I'm just worried about like how does that get reflected on your like medical record you know where they're writing what, your medical note, record like on your doctor's note it says <laughs> liked in, has uh, fixations on cows and wants to have sex with them <laughs> but and then writing later on. But actually, it wasn't that after all. It was just that he was attracted to his stepmom. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one uh, to me. But I guess the whole, I guess it's trying to tie in with a the whole theme of how even when things don't seem to be about sex, they actually are about sex. And that's the whole point of House, at least, is in this episode, is to prove that. He was trying to prove that with Wilson by kind of saying, oh, what's going on? Oh, bo- box of chocolates? Interesting. Who are you buying them for? For your wife? Have you done something bad? Are you been inf- have you been unfaithful? And he's trying to, like, coax it out of Wilson that he had been unfaithful. Uh, actually, plot twist, it was actually Wilson's wife who was being unfaithful. And he then comes up to House's door. And temporarily moves in.
0: Yes, which will be a a, a wacky plotline that we'll uh, explore as it goes on. I, I I think House, since Stacy left, the show hasn't really had a consistent multi-episode plotline for a while. So it's uh, I think like it's nice that the Wilson storyline has come to a final conclusion in that he is divorcing his third wife. <laughs> but at the same time, like you know, it, it's good that we've got a bit of a threat because. I think, a weakness of, of, well, what what makes House like a nice serialized TV drama is that it it does have those kind of plot threads where, you know, it makes it feel like there's a world outside of the cases when the characters are interacting and there's sort of ongoing storylines and plots and all the character development isn't just in singular episodes because mm. it can start to feel very formulaic um, at that point. And, it, it, I mean, that's kind of, House kind of avoids that by, Yes, having the kind of serialized weekly setup of, oh, they have to cure a disease, but it, it, it really fleshes out the characters by having these sort of ongoing storylines that keep you watching in chronological order. Or else, mm. you know, most shows like this, you really can pick a random episode and it doesn't really matter. You're sort of just walking into any point in the characters' lives. But every day is the same in their lives. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But, um, but yeah it's a, it's an interesting plot just with Wilson, but I guess once again it it you know he he does end up proving the point that everything's about sex because you know, Wilson was actually not guilty over having an affair, he was just being distant with his wife, and because he wasn't having sex with his wife, she went and had sex with someone else, once again, proving that actually sex is a core component of a relationship as much as Wilson wants to deny that it is. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, and also that kind of, uh, it kind of proves um, House's point from an oblique angle. Like, his simple answer that sex is really important comes through, but it just wasn't in the conclusion that House expected at all, which is really interesting. Because um, <laughs> he really thought it was Wilson who was a dirty dog, but alas, it was not. Um <laughs> I think the other thing that was interesting was how even though there was the undertone of sex and relationships and the kind of old guys um, kind of disease, yeah. uh, because, he, you know, he got it while going on a date with his ex-wife because he was eating the cheese at this fancy cheese thing and then, and then contracted the, brucellosis isn't it i think it's called
0: yeah yeah that's the one so what you're saying that the brucellosis is even tied to the sex everything's about sex even food poisoning
1: it's tied to the sex because he was out there kind of like having a bit of a date with his ex-wife um you know it was uh even that ties in and then you know what the irony is he gets a sexually transmitted disease even though he he didn't have sex with anyone. He didn't do anything in that regard. So sex always comes into it. (laughs) That's kind of like the ironic twist joke of the episode, I think, is that um, uh, he gets a sexually transmitted disease, even though he didn't have one and was actually accused of having one because of his illicit uh, liaisons with his ex-wife, which he was hiding from his... Uh, daughter or trying to hide them from his daughter because of the fact that his daughter is a bit disapproving of the whole thing because um it was obviously his ex-wife who had cheated on him and didn't want him to didn't want he she didn't want him to get hurt by the ex-wife slash her mom again
0: yeah absolutely
1: which is interesting but I,
0: i feel like there's I think the thing, the, the one thing that this episode did make you know, sort of about 20 minutes in, they're looking for this new heart and, you know, they've already cured, well, they haven't cured, but they've diagnosed a patient. And then 20 minutes in, you get this, you know, they're looking for a heart and then you get this um, other couple which come in after the uh, after the wife has been involved in a car accident. And it kind of really... It's both a compliment and a detriment to this episode. Firstly, I I was in, you know, I checked the clock when that episode, when that storyline came in (laughs) and couldn't really believe that that much had been achieved in 20 minutes. And, you know, because at at first I did think that this was two episodes that I just sort of mixed up Mm. in my head. It is astounding how, you know, fast paced everything is. And that's both on the, you know, a compliment to the writing, directing and the performances that everyone can just be so slick and just like it really does feel like a well-oiled machine at this point. The show does, Um, that, you know, so much can be achieved in terms of sort of character and personality and plotting in such a short period of time. But at the same time, I think this is one of those episodes where I do think like the concept of the episode, which is sort of you know having two cases at the same time one in which you know it's a a fairly you know they're trying to save one patient while trying to diagnose another patient who's already died it's a very sort of unique concept to wrap the whole show around but i i do feel it's 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 a bit of a balance of you know would you like a slower episode that focuses more on the characters or do you want a sort of more episode which has a more interesting concept and more plot going on and i feel like you know the you, you you know in the first couple you have the daughter as you've mentioned um because she's and I, I mentioned this earlier about like that she feels very underdeveloped and they feel like they're setting something up i guess all of that is set up to suggest that you know obviously she hates her mother she only seems to hang out with her father she doesn't seem to have any friends I guess all of that is kind of set up to make you feel more sad for her that if her father dies, she has nothing. But I don't think that sort of the impact of that is focused on enough by the show itself. It's sort of just thrown in for you to think about later. And it does feel like a bit of a, it feels uh, it feels like a bit of a missed mark. Yeah. that um, That it feels like it could have I feel like this episode could have been a really strong patient character episode, something that would be really memorable. Um, Much like the bulimia episode, something like that with, you know, that, that character, Um, one of the sex in the city women. I can't remember her name right now. Um, (laughs) I can't remember the character's name. That's for sure. No, I can't. Well, you have, you have loads of, of great character episodes in house. And I, I feel like this episode probably could have been that but it kind of sacrifices that for the concept. And while I enjoy the concept, I think we'd probably both agree that the characters are a bit light because what, what, one of the patients is dead. There's four patients. One of them's dead. Um, the husband is obviously distressed, but mostly he's... They kind of, they resolve that very quickly by house inviting the daughter of the dying father to come and see him and thank him for giving her the heart before he'd actually agreed to do it, blackmailing him into doing it. And then because he's blackmailed into it and he feels bad, he kind of then just goes along with it. Mm. And I, I can feel like that storyline is definitely condensed for time because there's so much going on There doesn't seem like there's a lot of convincing of him. And then, you know, the daughter, they don't really seem to focus that much on how, you know, her dad's dying and therefore she's got nothing left. It just, at the time, it's just like, oh, that's sad because her dad's dying. You see what I mean? Like, I feel like there could have been some real high points for patient drama here mm. and patient character development, but it doesn't It doesn't feel like anything's kind of focused on for a long time because there's so much going on in this episode. And that makes it a very entertaining episode to watch, especially with the... Sort of conceptual framework, but in terms of actual drama and characters, it does feel like you know there's a there's a lot of people in this episode who ultimately are quite unmemorable in terms of their sort of overall characters themselves.
1: Yeah, there just wasn't that kind of culmination of all of those factors coming together at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that was the thing, and either that apotheosis at the top of like the the kind of grieving husband, the old man, house, maybe Wilson or something. I don't know. There needed to be something a little bit more just to push it over the top, (laughs) but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Like some some of my favorite, I mean, our favorite episodes are are the ones that have a good sort of um, thematic framework and a thematic connection. And this setup kind of feels like it's begging for a, it kind of feels like it's begging for a more important theme. Like, you know, you have two people who are about to lose the most important people in their lives, one of which has, and it, it, it kind of feels like the episode could have revolved around that idea of, you know, sort of like, you know, the if the wife's already dead, it's like, if she gives her heart away, it's a legacy, you know, she's, she's doing something great after her death and it makes her death meaningful and. You know, I, I feel like they could have played more with that idea of, you know, um, you know, to, to what to what point is, you know, the, the grieving husband being selfish by not organ doning. I feel like there could have been a very interesting episode here about, you know, what is the value of a dead person? And, you know, does, you know, do the rights of a dead person matter? And to what degree can you be selfish in mourning and, you know, by not organ doning? And that kind of thing, it feels like there's a more interesting story here <laughs> and a more interesting theme, which is instead turned into a bit of a, which is just more about sex, really. It's like, oh, sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> and he wants okay. to have sex yeah. with a cow. It, it, I, I mean, I don't mind. I think the episode's entertaining and it's worth watching conceptually. But I just feel like, mm. you know, it doesn't quite hit the hit the high marks that some other episodes have, like, um, like DNR or something. Mm that's an episode that has a lot going on and it does a lot with its characters and its theme and its concept. Whereas this kind of feels like it Mm. does very well in one area and then lets the other slide (laughs) while doing it.
1: Yeah. There was just no, also like as much as I was saying there needed to be that kind of high point of drama, like you say, the the kind of moral kind of dimensions of this are explored in (laughs) as much depth or drama as really that I really would have liked. Yeah. Um, there is a discussion, but then it kind of just gets left resolved, but not really enough without enough kind of substance or resistance from the other characters. Um, and also, it's just to correct you, it's organ donation, not doning.
0: <laughs> doning, you
1: sorry, saying organ good doning. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, no, it's okay. Um but yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree with you on that. They're just, there's just not enough resistance from the kind of the antagonist in a way, who is the Mr. New Newberger or Neuberger. Um, so, because he gets just like confronted by the daughter immediately in front, <laughs> in front of him, because she's been manipulated into thinking that she already, uh, the the heart has already been donated and House has done that on purpose to make him confront her when she says, oh, thank you for giving the heart to my dad. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's walked me into this one.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it... Which is very manipulative. <laughs> i come to think of it. He tells Amy, yeah, your dad's got a heart. Stay here for a second. We're just gonna sort things out. the contract. <laughs> and then he kind of walks out like I'm doing whatever I want. And then boy, he's so happy you did that for us. And <laughs> uh, then he, he also needs him in the knees house in the balls.
0: Well, that, that's the thing with <laughs> the daughter. Black <laughs> I just uh, I feel like there's just overall I just feel like there's more that could have been done with everyone, and um. Mm. I mean, that sounds like a criticism, but that sounds like a criticism. But really, it's a it's a testament to how sh- good the show can be. It can deal with these kind of lofty ideas and it can create very interesting one off characters. But um, mm. it does it, it does feel like it, you know, I mean, it it sometimes it's unfair to talk about a different episode, like if somebody does something with an episode. I'm not always a fan of people who just go, well, if you did the plot like this and it's like, well, that's not that's you're not really talking about the episode anymore. You're talking about the episode in your head <laughs> that yeah. was never made. But I do just feel like this episode's, you know, uh, not quite up to the standard of the greats, which is a shame because I feel like this mm. could have been another great house episode, um, mm. which isn't. It's good. Mm. but It's not great. And I often don't feel like that. Um, usually if we watch an episode, it's either the concept's just done amazingly and it handles everything well, or it's just such a kind of throwaway fun episode that you don't really see much um, like potential in it. Um, but th- this episode feels like it's kind of skirting around a great episode, but that it doesn't really know how to pull it all together.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um uh i guess the only thing to really cover is uh wilson and house what happens next wilson is now living with house as we find out well supposedly for a brief moment
0: but what do you think um i can't i can't remember how it goes but i I don't think wilson is at houses for very long (laughs) But I, I feel like there's going to be some shenanigans. I feel like there's going to be some pranks, some light torture. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, House and Wilson living together, I remember, is something that happens in the later seasons. It's a bit like kind of House falling in love with Cuddy and them getting a relationship. I think it's probably something that the fans always wanted, and they're kind of teasing it with here, like, oh. House and Wilson are going to become crazy roommates. What's going to happen? It's like the start of a sitcom. <laughs> but the show isn't quite into its part part of um, sort of using all the all the fan service ideas to keep itself going yet. But mm-hmm. it's um, but it's mostly mostly I'm just excited because it's a it's a it's it's a you know it's an ongoing storyline. I like when the episodes are connected, um, you know, and you get a bit of insight into everyone's lives because mm. um we definitely haven't had anything like that since stacy and um no. and if you go and listen to all of the episodes i'm sure that there's uh you know not that stacy was around a lot actually in hindsight but <laughs> but there's definitely i find these episodes harder to talk about because they're you know they live and die based on the cool concept or uh, one-off characters and you know mm. it, it doesn't really give you any meat to talk about you know for the as the cast as a whole I mean, it's like, you know, we haven't even mentioned the team yet, like Cameron, Chase and Foreman are all here, but they're they're not, you know, they're just saying words. Mostly they're just waiting for House to be sarcastic at them. Like Cameron probably has the most involvement. She has the funniest bits, but her scenes aren't interesting because she's in them. It's interesting because House is, you know, you know, just saying that she's gotten bad dead patients. She's reading off files of patients who have died while they're hunting for a heart and House is making funny cracks about the hearts like oh a ba-, you know she says a baby's died and he's like that's not good enough baby's hearts are tiny <laughs> and it's like that's mm. just such a funny way to dismiss a baby's death in a hospital mm. which is usually tragic but it's just irritating to House but um <laughs> it's like the team don't really have any moments to shine in these episodes because there isn't there's there's not there's no sort of character development or you know ongoing storylines here and I am um, I would like to get back to that and I do think next episode will have that Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, and I guess I'm hoping for it because
1: again, I haven't watched these episodes in a very long time. Mm. So I'm going to be intrigued to see how this storyline develops because it feels like they're looking for something to kind of fill that vacuum of what Stacy was supposed to be this grand antagonist or not necessarily a grand antagonist, but definitely uh, a trans episodic uh, kind of antagonist yeah. <laughs> role, or like space that needed to be occupied, yeah, you know, throughout the episode. So maybe this new condition will potentially, um, make that easy. Hopefully, I... that that will fill the that will fill the space. Is what I mean.
0: Do you think it's um? I mean, what's your opinion? I, I guess just before we leave, because we, you know, we've I've been dismissing the the character moments throughout the show. As a bit undercooked <laughs> cuz yeah. as i say the 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 first patients the daughter and father i mean the daughter just cries the whole time and the father just dies the whole time <laughs> he seems like a nice bloke and then the um other couple it's sort of you know you have the wife and then you have the i i i guess the husband's just sort of it starts with you know you have like a scene of him saying no i'm not going to give you organs and then he's convinced because he's guilt-tripped into it. But it kind of... Um, I guess his storyline is that he feels guilty because she has gonorrhea. And while the team think it's um, her who's had gonorrhea, and therefore their to tell the husband to not make it seem like she's had an affair, it turns out the husband's had an affair. And I guess he's kind of responsible for her death. Like, what did you think about that? Did you think it was... An interesting character moment. Did you find it interesting that the team never actually told him about the gonorrhea to save him? You know, House showed a bit of a care for someone's feelings for once. (laughs) It's a relatively weird thing for him to do.
1: I guess it was so he said that so that he wouldn't go postal, a.k.a. wouldn't go mad and then back out of the whole donation thing (laughs) because it was still dependent on his tacit consent. You know, as long as he maintained consent, no problem. So we need to just sweeten the deal a little bit, give him a <laughs> give him a little lie, uh, and then tell him afterwards. Um, but, you know, obviously he twists out on his head. And he's like, shit, I knew there was a problem. <laughs> it was my problem. I did this. Which, it, A, it kind of adds that kind of dark dimension to it that he knew... That it kind of confirmed that he was the primary agent in his wife's death.
0: B, yeah. again, sex kills. Yeah. Literally. There we go. That that really complex theme there cropping up again.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like uh it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> as our fame, uh, as the
0: famous George Lucas once said, of course, about Jar Jar Pinks. <laughs> So overall, then, what's your, um, what's your summation? A decent
1: episode,
0: a very over-laboured theme,
1: but you know what? Fine by me. I'd say it's a good episode, not a great one, though. No, that's fair. And some of the characters were a little bit kind of like, why? Why are they here? Such as the daughter. Why not amp her roll up a little bit more?
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel, um... I, I would say the same thing. I think it's a good episode. If you, um, hopefully, you didn't listen to this without watching the episode, because I, I feel like the way sometimes there's so many moving parts that we describe it not well. I don't feel like you could listen to this episode of the podcast and be like, "Wow, I feel like I've seen that." <laughs> all all that you know is that somebody dies, somebody lives, and that some person wants to have sex with a cow at some point. <laughs> oh, but it's um somebody. Di- Somebody dies, somebody lives,
1: but everybody lies. <laughs> there you go.
0: But um, but yeah, a, a a good time, nice, fun episode, interesting, like diagnostic concept. Uh, but yeah, I think there's there there are certain characters and setups to characters and ideas that could could have been cooler. And I haven't felt that with a lot of episodes. But while watching this, I was like, I feel like there's a great episode in here. It just never really comes out, which is a shame. Because, you know, the more great things there are, the the better it is for us. Hell yeah. I think uh, next week we've got a... What is the the next episode, Gaz? I can't remember it off by hand now. I'm very prepared, as always. Uh,
1: Always prepared. (laughs) Always prepared. Because it, as always, you're clueless. (laughs) Uh, That's the
0: name of the next episode. Fantastic. Well, join us next week, where we'll be on Season 2, Episode 15 of the episode known as clueless but um until until then once again i i hope you enjoyed this um you know follow us on our twitter follow us on our facebook we don't post often but when we do it's because an episode's out that's the best way to hear about them um all just called house md a differential diagnosis at house md cast very easy to find if you just type in all the major keywords into the search box <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah overall um Thanks for listening. Sorry about the continued delays, although hopefully by now there will have been three episodes in a row, so you'll find it weird I'm talking about delays. And um, (laughs) until then, we'll see you next week with the uh, next episode of House MD.
1: Clueless. So goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from...
0: Me also. Have have a good one.
1: (laughs) Bye.